You're listening to State of the Grind. Thank you for tuning in to State of the Grind. It is, uh, let's see, it's Tuesday, April 17th, around 1.20. It's tax day. And Kyle and I just finished the noon workout at work. Finished is such a loose term. I feel like I survived. I, I definitely told Kyle that if he vomited because of the class, I'd give him 50 bucks, but he didn't. He, he chose not to go after that. But um, So we're sitting here with Dane Miklas, the owner and founder of Work. Uh, Dane, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the workout today. That Thank was a guys. lot of... That was a lot of fun. We'll see if the idea of doing the workout and then having the conversation with you ends up being a good idea. Um, You know, for those of you that are listening, it's probably a good idea that you're listening because the smell that's coming off of us after the hour long gym is incredible. You're fine. Hey, if you smell, you earned it, right? Yeah, right. So I always tell people, I'm okay with you sweating. It's very flattering. Although (laughs) I'm probably the only person that's hold this opinion. So wipe down your uh, wipe down your. Well, as the owner of a gym, you probably like. It's it's probably a compliment. Oh, it's right? probably yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a compliment. It's flattering. Yeah. So very. If you, if you sweat early, hey, you pop early. You know what I'm saying? So very flattering. So work work Irvine. Um, about two and a half years in business now. My wife and I were actually here the uh, the opening day, yes, the very were. first class, and it's yes, it's really were. cool to see uh, to see it grow. And and you know we're gonna talk a lot, but um, you know I think the the first thing that I would say is man, you've been you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Training. Uh huh. And you know we've. You and I have known each other for about five and a half years now. And I think what's so interesting about gyms nowadays is people are, I mean, they're going to the gym, but they're really going to the gym because of the trainer. Yeah. And so much of, uh, of how you draw people is, is the the brand of of work, but also, you know, you and and your wife, Kara and and the other trainers that you have. So, so, you know, I think the first thing I'd like to ask you about is the name work, because when you guys, when you guys announced it, I was like, shit, that's a good fucking name. Yeah. yeah. You know, because if you own a word, you you own it. Right. So how did, how did y'all come up with that? Yeah. So, I mean, it it goes back. I mean, it's one of those where you actually, you actually think about your, your purposeful with, you know, what the brand is going to be. And we tried to be very brand first. We had the concept, we knew what the concept was going to be. That was, I don't want to say an afterthought, but that was so concrete um, that next is, okay, what kind of a brand do you actually want to create? What are the color schemes? What's the texture? What's the look and feel? And we definitely wanted to do something that would thrive throughout. So it had to be representative of the look and feel of the space we wanted to create. It also had to be representative of the ideals that we sort of hold ourselves to and, and that we're trying to exemplify. And that sounds trite, but I, I truly mean it. If you, if you know me, I'm a, I'm a idealist um, to a fault and, and kind of all those kinds of guys. So anyways, we, we, we wanted to do something that was monosyllabic, like we actually said that. We wanted something that was short. We wanted something that was ubiquitous, um, that had multiple meanings because, I mean, how easy of, it, you know, of a brand play is that, right? Um, so you look at like the really strong players in different industries um, and they do a good job of being able to interchange whatever that brand name is with some kind of a dual meaning. And so uh, we were sitting at the dinner table and some of the names that we were throwing out actually became the names of some of our like classes, you know, each class is its own little mini brand. Um, but my what, wife, what are some of those? 
So rooted is uh, like our leg day. So the idea of rooted, right? Your legs root you to the ground. They are your foundation. And that's the foundation for the work week. That's on Mondays. And you should always start your workout uh, routine with, uh, with a leg day. Uh, force is a Tuesday. That was one of the names that we were thinking about. Force or power. So something that was strong and sort of convicting that way. Um, and we eventually ended up coming up with work. My wife just kind of blurted it out. It was a little like work. And the same reaction that you just had, I literally, I looked at her and my eyes were wide and we had a laptop right there and I just go to the Secretary of State website, look it up, scrolling, 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 no fucking way, no one's ever thought of this before. And, uh, and within five minutes, I was on the phone with my lawyer, who actually, um, yep. coincidentally, you set me up with, Tara Peelin. Yep. Um, yeah. She's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that, that was it. It was a little after that day. It was so, it was so right on. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when we think, you know, because Kyle and I just did a rebrand with our title side okay. of stuff, you know, yeah. and we, you know, we didn't have, I mean, title's one word, but, you know, we, we kind of redid the whole thing with like title is boring. Like we, we kind of own the fact that what we do on a, on a technical level is, is super technical and super boring and, you know, people's eyes cross when we start talking about it. So, but, but part of saying like title is boring is we want to own that space. It's like, you know, we, we talk about the thing, uh, you know, eight mile up at the end of the movie where Eminem gets up and makes fun of himself yeah. in the last rap battle. And the guy just doesn't know what to say. So we right. kind of went, we kind of went the other way with it, but you know, like the whole, I mean, I just, I know I'm kind of dwelling on this no. work idea, but like you go to like, you go to work, you know, you put the work in right. for whatever it is that you're doing. I just, I just think it's brilliant. So then I, then we thought of like, I told my wife today, I'm like, well, I'm going to work today. Yeah. And she's like, well, you better be going to work. Yeah. It's Tuesday. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're going to work? Like, what, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm going to see, you know, Dan and Kara at the right. gym. And like, oh, yeah. So like, is this, does it ever work the other work? There it is. Does it, does it ever happen the other way where like, there might be confusion where somebody thinks yeah. they're meeting at their office and right. they're meeting at the gym or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they, honestly, it happens all the time. And it's one of those where people will, um, they'll be walking out and it's, ha ha ha. Now I need to go to my other work. And, uh, you know, so, so when we, when we use it online or social or even when we're texting emails, everything, I always do all caps, you know, um, cause you can't just, you know, you can't text the logo, but we, we use all caps to, uh, to differentiate, you know, what we're talking about, the actual gym space or actual studio space versus, you know, hey, your job work or lowercase work. Uh, but a funny story about that is uh, we had a client, um, a good friend, Brandon, and uh, he was texting his wife early on and uh, early on in our, in our process, like literally we've been over a week or two. And he goes like, hey, I'm, I'm headed over to work later. Do you want to join me? And they don't work together. So she probably thought that was a really weird request. So she just told him, you know, no, no big deal, whatever. So he posts on Facebook about his workout that day. And she sends them this you know, passive aggressive, hey, thanks for the invite to the gym. Like you knew I wanted to get a, a workout in today. And he, he responds, babe, that's why I used all caps. Like, so you would have known that I was going to the gym. If you'd and just been paying attention. Exactly, yeah, of course, <laughs> duh. So anyway, so so he actually posted the, you know, the, the screenshot of that couple text uh, interchange on Facebook and, uh, and, and, and captioned, you know, we, uh, we're already having issues with work causing marital fights. You know? So it was really funny, but um, no, I mean, that, that, that sort of thing happens all the time and it's fun. So, so you have a lot of husband, wife, you know, like you have a lot of couples that come in and, and, you know, 
do the classes together. So tell us a little bit about, yeah, yeah. you know, for, for those of us that, that didn't just sweat and almost die at the new <laughs> class, they like, tell us a little bit about how, how your classes, cause like I try to describe it to people. And so like, I'm not a gym guy. So I'm like, right. it's like CrossFit cause it's hard, but it's yeah. not CrossFit cause there's no Olympic movements. Like how, how do you tell people what this is? Yeah. I mean, to be, to be honest with you, I'm still, I'm still trying to meet that on myself and Kara's going to get mad at me cause she always does. Um, you should have your, you should have your elevator right? You should be able to quickly identify and say what it is you do. But what we do really is different uh, from a standpoint that it crosses multiple di disciplines. So we say that it's group circuit training or cross training style. And people always just because that word cross training think, oh, it's CrossFit. No, that's a different thing. CrossFit is a brand. CrossFit is very much a brand. If you go, you know, what, what I think is really brilliant about what they've done specifically is that they've allowed it to be sort of loose leaf, like sort of open source. So you'll go on their CrossFit boxes that are women only. And you'll go to CrossFit boxes that they have treadmills and other ones that don't. And CrossFit boxes that have rowers and those that don't. And the ones that really specialize on Olympic lifting and some that barely do any Olympic lifting. So they've been really smart with that. What makes us different from CrossFit, again, we're not brand affiliated. We don't do um, the Olympic lifts. Yes, we have barbells, but that's not the core of the piece. The other thing is we move in what are called multiple planes of motion. So in CrossFit, and, and what uh, what also makes it you know fairly safe is that they only move forward and backward. We call that the satchel plane. We will go laterally. We will go side to side and we will do rotational stuff. That's really not part of traditional CrossFit programming. Um, and then <clears throat> one of the things that we do also is we mix strength training and cardio training um, or total body training, but we do it on different days of the week. So a lot of places will tell you, and, and this is not a knock, it just sort of is, they'll tell you, hey, it's arm day or it's whatever, and you still spend 30 minutes on the treadmill or the rower or whatever, and you're doing cardio for half the thing. So I would argue that's actually a total body routine. I would argue that it's primarily cardio focused. Um, and I would argue that the overall effect of a training program like that is to increase metabolic output. They're just, they're trying to burn calories and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when we started, we wanted to be very intentional, very purposeful with how we train clients. Um, and so we do a mixture of combining uh, what we call bodybuilding or body sculpting in the sense that you do a day dedicated to leg training and yeah, your legs are going to get stronger and unless we're not doing our job, like the size and shape of them will change, you know, but I think most people do want more definition throughout their body. So it's a good thing. Don't skip um, legs. Don't skip legs. Don't <laughs> friends don't let Come friends on, skip well, Exactly. So, you know, we, we do have uh, upper body and lower body specific days. We do have total body days ourselves. We also have a couple special classes. We've got a, a core class and then like a, a glutes, hamstrings only sort of a class. Booty class. You know, you, your word, not my word. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's easy to market that way. But because those things are so specialized, we only offer them uh, twice, twice a week um, as opposed to the other classes we offer top to bottom throughout the day. So like Monday is leg day. All nine classes we offer are going to be the same workout. Different instructors are going to teach it, but essentially it's the same routine. So do you make the, do you come up with the circuit yourself or? Me, me, myself? Yeah, like who, who, <laughs> who came up with what we just did? Uh, technically all of us, because uh, it's Tuesday, I believe this month is, it was Madison. Okay. So the way we do programming is a little different as well. And as we grow, it'll sort of be the same way. We want to offer autonomy to our trainers, to our instructors, because it's part of, I mean, being a trainer, like you just said, title is boring. 
right? Um, you have a certain flow and a certain way that you're supposed to do things. In our industry, people will argue one way or the other, but the fact of the matter is, you give one client to 100 different trainers, and they will all train that client a little differently, even right. if the goals are the same. And that's part of the beauty of it, right, is there's, there's a little bit of an art form as, as far as what we do. So the way we look at the industry term is called programming, writing workouts is programming. Um, the way we program is that one or two people will have a few days of the week. Uh, right now it's Carrot and Madison. And so we agree on what the templates are going to be. So again, back to leg day, we will do the same leg day template, i.e. you're working for a minute long and you've got 20 second rest breaks and you do three exercises three times through. That's a template. We'll do that same template for every Monday for four weeks in a row and then we'll change it up. We'll change the scheme. So we always focus on either strength or endurance. So right now, the girls are coming up with the templates. They're also filling those templates in. And then the three of us meet on Fridays in the afternoon, and we sit down and we go through Monday through Saturday for the following week. So we have uh, sort of this you know, meeting of the minds kind of a thing where everybody has the right to veto. Um, but if you veto, you have to come up with replacement exercises, and then we go through. So it's a very collaborative process. So again, to answer your question, one person does the overall design, and then the three of us really work together to come up with what we think is the best product. So we built the brand, we have the programs, yeah. but you're only in business if so you get butts in the seats, That's right? right? How do you market the gym? Is it all word of mouth? It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a lot word of mouth. Uh, so to David's point you know, earlier, so much of fitness now is um, personal brand as much as it is actual global brand, right? right. You, we live in a world with influencer marketing that literally didn't exist years ago. Yes, uh, you know, personalities and celebrities endorsed products, but that was a very different sort of idea. You didn't have Jane Smith in her living room posting, you know, <laughs> different exercises each right. week, and now she's got 95 million followers, and she's selling you products through Third Channel. Um, so the world we live in is very different. People definitely identify with trainers, but in large part, you know, what's what's contributed to our success, and I think a large part of why studio fitness, group fitness, is taking off like wildfire right now, and the traditional gym sort of model is is slowing down some, is that. People not only ascribe or, or um, uh, aspire to uh, a trainer, they also aspire to others. Right. And so people just have this natural inherent sense of belonging, right? We want to belong to something. So because of that, um, I think that's a big part of it is you go to the gym, you don't really know what you're doing, there's a lot of confusion, there's misinformation out there, and it can be super intimidating when you can walk into a space that's welcoming, people are friendly, and not just the, the trainer, right? Like, let's be honest, it's my job. Even if you're a dick, like, I'm gonna be nice to you. <laughs> but that the other clients in the room are super friendly, that they actually enjoy you being there because it is a shared new experience, that goes miles. Right. miles. Well, I think another cool thing about, you know, the experiences, you know, after the workout, I went to the fridge and, um, you know, picked up a juice, and it's it's this hyper-local juice, right. you know? It's, it's everything here is local. You built this community um, surrounding the gym. I, mean, I wish you know, we have the pictures that we're gonna put up on online about this place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all local. It's, you've built a group. You've built a, you know. Yeah. Well, and you feel like a like you feel like a team. Like you know, like you you know, not high five the person next to you, but you you have that camaraderie when you come to a class. I mean, Dane, I know I know you know my wife Courtney. 
you know, and she doesn't, she doesn't go, we don't, we, you know, we come to a class and somebody tells us what to do. And, you know, she, she's a, she has a doctorate in exercise, you know, like she's right. a physical she therapist. Knows she's doing, she yeah. knows what she's doing, but she's like, when I go to work out, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. And so, you know, like that's, that's the key, yeah. that's the key point. And I think one of the things that we really enjoy when we come here is, you know, the ability to have somebody really walking around and correcting form and making sure that you're safe, but not only making sure that you're safe, but making sure that like you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Cause you know, like one little degree of motion changes, changes everything. Um, so let me ask you this. The first thing that I noticed, and this might seem like bizarre, is I'm going to ask you two questions. How, how many how many folks come to your class a week? Um, no, that's not bizarre. I just have to do. Math no, the next now. question is going to be the next question is going to be bizarre. Oh, okay. Um, I'm asking you that to ask you something. Else. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. So we have uh, we have nine classes a day, Monday through Thursday, right? So Monday through Thursday, we're going to average somewhere between. 220 to 250 today for instance it's going to be a higher attendance day just because i already looked and saw we'll do about 275 280 today um fridays we have one less class um and so because of that friday will be around 200 on a low day it's 180 on a high day it's 220 and then on saturdays we only have five classes so our sellout is 40 per class so on a saturday we could do 200 we've never done 200 we've never sold out all five classes um but we'll average like 160 180 ish something like that so you have you have almost 2,000 people come i mean let's just you know 1500 yeah plus yeah, yeah a week like the thing that I notice about this place, and, I, and you and I had this conversation before, it's two and a half years old, 1,500 people a week. This place is spotless. Oh, thank you. Like, and and to me, like, I'm, maybe I'm maybe it's the germaphobe in me, but yeah, like, yeah. you walk into the gym where there's 200 people working out a day, right. and the equipment's in good condition, everything's yeah. clean, like it, yeah. it doesn't smell gross. Like, how much of that is you you and Kara putting sweat equity into this? I mean, I see oh, pictures wow. on Facebook <laughs> of you guys cleaning the floor and right. scrubbing it on Sunday when it's closed. Right. I mean, you can see the pride yeah. in. In what you're doing. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. A hundred percent. I I, I want to be fair. A large part of our desk staff, it's their job, uh, but it's everyone's job. We talk about this all the time, routinely. Trainers, if there's something on the floor, like you'll see me sometimes, especially in the warm up, because that's when I'm least. You know, the exercises are basic in the warm up. I'm least concerned with somebody getting hurt. Um, you know, because it's a little whatever. And I'll be you'll you'll see me like walking between the rows of people, like picking things up off the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so so anyway, so yeah. To answer your question, we have cleaning crews who come in multiple times a week. We really focus on uh, detailed cleaning, getting down into it because more than anything, people want to feel comfortable. Uh, to your point, right? Germs are prolific in fitness spaces because of the fact that people are sweating. Bodily fluids are going on around here. Um, not to mention, um, you know. When people are sweaty, they, they get down to the, you know, whatever, they're on the floor, there's different things going on, who knows, you know, where you wore your gym shoes, right, when you took them out of here, maybe you took them on a trail run, so there'll be times when we're vacuuming between class because somebody came in and they went on a grass run the day before and that grass is in my turf now, now we gotta, we gotta wipe that shit up. Um, we wipe down the treadmills between classes, we wipe down the boxes during class, between class, we, absolutely, so it's one of those that it's so important to what we do here um, and not just the brand but literally just just to afford a quality of service that people want to feel safe they want to feel clean and so absolutely it's a big part of what we do so I, let me ask you a follow-up question to that um, you know because I, I know Brandon I, I know Cassie yeah um, you know 
I think we've covered the brand stuff pretty good, but, but here's, here's another question. You know, people come here cause they're motivated to work out, but yeah. let me ask you this. You have staff, you have employees, um, you know, having people motivated to clean and to have yeah. this place look the way it does yeah. has to have a higher level of buy-in than I'm paying you to do a job. So as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, yeah. how do you motivate the people to be on board with your vision right. to do that? Uh, so twofold, right? So it's funny, like today, right, of all days, we have a, a newer front desk uh, kid as well. His name's Tori. He's fantastic. Uh, Tori, I literally found out this 10 minutes ago, Tori called in sick. So my wife, Kara, uh, owner, right, is going to fill in. She's going to fill in his shift, not one of my other desk staff. So number one is leading by example. They see us get down and dirty on the weekends when we don't have cleaning staff, like we're the ones cleaning it. Before we could afford the staff that we have, we were the ones cleaning it. Um, I will still come in on the weekend. I will mop. When the fans get dirty, we clean them once a quarter. I rent a lift. I go up on the lift and by hand, I wipe and dust down the fans myself. Um, so we set a positive example, number one. We never ask people to do things that we won't do. They've seen me scrub toilets before. They've seen us mop. They've seen us sweep. Um, and so that number one, we set a positive example. Number two, the buy-in is high because we invest in them. Um, so this does go back to brand. I think that some brands do a better job of equipping people and some don't. Um, we're very purposeful with how much we, um, you, you work harder for people you care about. And we have a close relationship with our people because of that. They're willing to work out and work hard. We compensate them well. People are willing to work harder when they're compensated well. Um, they know that we truly care about them and they know that it matters. And so we discuss these things all the time. When things come up and that's dirty or this is whatever, if we get a complaint or just simply one of us sees it, we call each other out as well. We're publicly accountable. And because of that, people work harder. So for a lot of reasons, our people work harder. And just long term, they know that as long as they want a job here, not only is there going to be a job here, but we're going to try to find ways for them to grow with the company. We have these discussions all the time. Brandon, as you mentioned, who's been a, uh, he was our first employee. He was employee number one. Um, he's worked our desk diligently for a couple years now. He's in the process of getting his personal training certification. That's something he wants to do. We helped him pay for that. So there's like a tuition reimbursement that we do. Um, and he knows that if he gets certified and he checks these different boxes, he's going to have an opportunity to become a trainer now and go next level with the company. Cassie just stepped into sort of more of a management role and it's the same idea. We see her helping us run future studios. Uh, she also got certified recently. We're still trying to figure out does she want to train, does she not? But we allow people the space to grow um, and, and there's a lot of mutual respect. So I apologize as a long-winded answer. But no, that's fantastic because, you know, hopefully we'll have, hopefully we have listeners that you know, want to be able to create a brand and want to be able to create a community and the community, you know, internally and externally, internally facing and outwardly facing. I think you've just done a phenomenal job of, of creating that. And the community that you created is cool too, because like, hardly do you go in gyms where you see people racking their own weights or wiping their down their own, own stuff. Yeah, like, so they see you doing it and, you know, that's the type of people that you're attracting to. Right. Which is really, yeah. it's like a and if you don't work out at work and you don't, yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't work out at work and you don't put your weights away, stop being a shit pig and, <laughs> and put your stuff away. So we have, you know, so I mentioned it before, but so we, have, we allow them to have their own titles as well. So this is actually really funny. Um, so Cassie is the goddess of greetings. And Cassie's this, Cassie's this beautiful, you know, young girl. And so I don't mean to embarrass her if she listens to this. I'm sorry, Cassie. But Cassie's the kind of girl who, you know, probably gets a lot of male attention, right? Um, and uh, and so we we will tell a joke like, hey guys, you know, you don't put your you don't put your weights away. That's Cassie. 
just, you know, just it, down on her knees, knuckles getting bloody, you know, broken fingernails, putting those down. Those, you know, so we'll joke like that kind of a thing. Um, but anyways, the, just as a small aside, so like Brandon, <laughs> again, for a while he was um, he was director of First Impressions. But but he's since uh, he's since uh, promoted himself, wow. and on his email signature it says co-founder. <laughs> so it's one of those, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so we just let him, you know, we we let people have fun here. So what is what are, what is your title other than the boss? Uh, my t- my title is CEO. Yeah, I don't even know. My title or is Kara's title the boss and. Your title is uh, oh, yeah, the boss yeah, yeah. and Kara's not around. I'm CEO. I'm CEO. She's COO. She's she's definitely our uh, our our operations director. Um, but I mean, we don't actually have a board, so I guess I'm not chairman of anything. Um, so, so if you two, chair, chair so if my you, relationship, if you two honest. disagree with, if, yeah. if you two disagree, who wins? Oh, I, I mean, do you guys do like push-ups to decide <laughs> who the winning person is, or like just are we planking? First person to drop the plank. I don't work with my wife. Kyle yeah. doesn't work with his wife. I mean, you get, you know, you yeah. get to see your spouse every day, yeah, yeah. you know, but we don't, part of ha- being in a relationship is yeah. being okay with not agreeing with everyone. Yeah. So I think it's a fair question. No, if you what, don't want to answer balance, it, that's fine. Of course I want to answer. I'm just teasing. No, what are your balances for better or for worse, right? Um, no, I, I had a buddy uh, ask me this just uh, on Sunday and I go, you know, when it's good, it's great. When it's not good, it's not. Um, <laughs> Just from a standpoint, like the the arguments don't stop when we go home, yeah. Because uh, we're still, you know, we're always there together. Um, you know, what we're still upset about, we're still upset about. No, so it, it's it's um, I try to with the programming, with what I just said, with the titles, right? We try to have a very loose, lax environment. Um, with that there, though, there, there needs to be structure, right? Stru- things thrive in structure. If you just have a blank canvas, you say, paint me a picture, who knows what's going to happen, right? But you say, paint me a picture of a landscape. Now you've got something to work with. So we do have some, what of an organizational framework that is, when it really comes down to brass tacks, if I am, if I am deeply passionate about the way something is done or not done, then... I'm the boss and we have that understanding. However, however, uh, <laughs> this is again, a marital relationship we're talking about. And when it comes to that, um, I try to acquiesce to her desires as much as possible. Cause I'm, uh, I'm smart that way. Right. Uh, mom taught me right. And so, um, no, so, so she gets her way a lot. I will, I will admit. Um, but no, I mean, when, when it goes back to it, we, one of the fundamental pieces of our business success, just like our marital success as far as a mutual respect. So ultimately we end up trying to see the other person's perspective. And even if we don't agree, we find compromise. So, so who's in better shape? I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, no, no, no. That's an easy question. Her, 100%. No, and, I, and I'm not even, this is not me blowing smoke. My wife, I tell people all the time, she's a freak. Her and Madison, actually, they're both freaks. Like pound for pound, Kara Miklas is one of the strongest human beings I've ever I used had. to work out with Kara in the morning, and I would look over, and I'd be like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the oh, hell? Yeah. yeah, let's put it this literally Just because I'm larger in size, I can lift more than her on certain things. But there are a couple things that I should be able to lift more on, and she's closing that gap pretty close. And when it comes to, I mean, when it comes to endurance, she blows me out of the water. I mean, she she can push it a whole nother. She's vastly stronger than I am. So Courtney and I did a scuba we're, we're, we're getting scuba certified. Awesome. And Courtney was a competitive swimmer in high school. And, oh, you know, gosh. like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like I'm a little, I mean, I'll, I'm a little stronger. I'm a little faster, but not by much, right, but right. I've never, like, I'm 100% not a swimmer. 
Yeah. 100% not a swimmer. Right. And we had to swim 22 laps. I mean, like, basically, like, you could do whatever you wanted to do. Like side stroke. You could, I mean, you could pack paddle. So you could do, okay. just do 22 laps okay. and you're fine. Courtney destroyed everyone. In, I mean, granted, like, I mean, she's, I mean, she destroyed. Yeah, but she won by, like, seven laps, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, not, there was a, I mean, and I'm, tr- like, after lap five, I gave up. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not even going to keep this close. Oh, yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, so around this, around the street is almost exactly a mile. Okay. So like, we'll be on the weekends, right? Or, or like before a class, like, Hey, Hey babe, not me, her. Hey babe, you want to go, you want to go run? You want to go get a quick mile? <laughs> All right, sure. And like, and so in a, in one mile, I'm faster than her. Um, or I can be, um, in a dead sprint, I'm faster than her. But that's the thing is I'll do that one mile. And she'll like, look, she wears like a pace watch. Like, Oh, you know, 630, great pace, babe. And I'm sucking wind, right? My calves are sore for three days and she goes and does five more. So like, that's yeah. so, like, I'll keep up and then she just keeps going. So it's, yeah. So I didn't think it was going to get there, but what is like the secret to like keeping the work life balance? That must be like a, you know, uh, like a beautiful thing there. Like yeah. work is life, I guess. Right. But this is something you're passionate about yeah. too. I respect yeah. that too. Yeah, I mean, it is something that you're passionate about. I mean, and at this point, the business is really fun. Um, so it's fun to build things together. It's fun because there is a, a level of creativity to what we do right. um, that allows us both to have that outlet. I think that it, it checks a lot of boxes on the personal level for each of us as individuals. So I yeah. think because of that, it's, it's really easy. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could give a better answer. I, no, I don't know not. that there's a secret. I don't know that there's a trick, um, beyond mutual respect, beyond trying to find understanding, being purposeful with that. Um, but yeah, we, we both just really enjoy what we do. And so it makes working together pretty easy. So I, I'm looking around at, at the the space, and it's come a long way since that first class. But one yeah. of the things I wanted to ask you a question about is, and we've done it before, is um, you know the the philanthropic aspect okay. of yeah. work. So you know yeah. I'm looking here, uh, shoes and shower drive. Yeah. Um, you know so, and, and I remember you've always done you've always done a lot of stuff like this. So so right, yeah. what? Tell me kind of your your philanthropic vision yeah. or goal for work. Oh man, uh, uh, we might need to wrap this up. I see some folks coming in. I don't no, know. yeah, no, we should be good. Hi. Hi. You guys are close right now, right? We are. <laughs> Let me get someone to chat with you for a second, okay? Okay. Give me two seconds. We'll crop it. Yeah, no worries. Can I get you for two seconds? Yeah. Can you uh, can you tell these ladies about the gym real quick? Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, so we might just leave that in. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so there's a big difference between um, what we're doing, frankly, and where I would like to go. Uh, so, so tell we, us what you are doing and what you've done. Yes. Well, so what we are doing, we're we're we're, we're throwing paint at a wall. Is what we're doing. Um, when opportunities come up for us to serve, we basically say yes. Nice. So we get asked a lot. You know, it, it's usually small. It's usually a donation. It's usually a package or a raffle yeah. item, things like that. Those are super easy. Those are yes all day. Um, it gets tougher when people want to do events because it's okay. How are we going to do the event? What is the um, what is the level of time investment and what do we think the ROI is? Because if it's easier, and I hate to sound 
crass, but if it's easier to write a check than what we think we're going to get by like hosting a class or hosting an event, I'd rather just write a check, yeah. save everybody's time. Um, I've always been that way with like events and galas and shit. Like I don't want to be an asshole, but like just let me write a check. Like yeah. I don't need a, a five course dinner and, and need to dress up. Like I'd rather just get Well, and, it, and the dinner probably doesn't macro. So like, I mean. <laughs> No, it has nothing to do with the dinner macro. Um, I don't know, dude, that's so funny. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's right below what you call it right now. Uh, no. Non-organic, non-GMO. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I love that. No, uh, no I just, I, I believe in giving a different way. So if we can give with our time and that, that actually means something, then right. we'll do that. But so we try to do something at least once a quarter that is bigger. Um, so right now we actually, for the shoes and shower drive, we got approached by a member who uh, volunteers every Wednesday. Like, hey, we're really pushing right now for shoe donations. And then um, $3 gets uh, people a shower. The other $10 gets them their toiletry and things that they need, shampoo, toothpaste, et cetera. So we're trying to raise funds and then also take donations all, all week long. And then Saturday, there's going to be a culmination. And then on the separate, you know, personal side slash, again, it is more sort of global macro. Um, again, I believe in giving different ways. So I'm doing an AIDS uh, life cycle ride in June. Um, so it's a, it's a seven day thing. Uh, we'll be riding bikes, me and 3000 other people. Uh, it's this big thing. It's, 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 I think it's the 24th year, 23rd year, um, in California. And, uh, we ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles. So it's 545 miles. How long is that going to take you? Seven days. Seven days. So like 80 that miles. That still on, seems like not enough time for me. <laughs> 80 um, miles on day one, 100 miles on day two, like 60 miles on day three. Like, it's like 60 to 80 miles each day. Um, What's that? that? Hopping on a bike sounds more my speed. Right. I got my butt kicked in the class. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So the bike's fun. Um, so part of that, though, right, is, is there's a cost. And so the cost, and so this is me, this is my long explanation. I'm getting into your, your bigger question. So, like a gala. You're, you're paying for the dinner plate just as much as you're donating, right? You're paying for the whatever, the accoutrement, like if you get a gift bag and whatever, those were probably donated too, but you're paying for staffing it, you're paying for whatever. Right. With this, there are marketing costs. We are fed on the ride. There is a team that literally helps set up and tear down. They take our bags from place to place. There's a medical tent, there's whatever. A lot of this stuff is donated, but there is a hard cost to some of this stuff. It is an organization. It's a 501c3, it's a nonprofit, but it is an organization. So I found out what my cost was and that's what I donated as well. So mm. I found out my actual writer cost. And so you have like I a zero that. footprint. Exactly, zero, I love that, exactly, zero footprint. So that every dollar that I actually raise goes to the charity. So me explaining it this way is is long term what we would like to do is we would like to have one or two, you know, grit cycle. I'm sure you're they're on your radar or if not, you should definitely talk to you know, Marisa Wayne and, and uh, Matt Warren over there. They're great. Um, every year they do the John Wayne cancer ride yeah. and they raise six figures, man. Uh, I mean, they do a hell of a job for the John Wayne Absolutely. Cancer, uh, cancer Society, um, Cancer Foundation. Um, and I mean, that's, that's actual lives being touched. And so I love that idea is let's get to that scale, pick an organization that we can donate to, um, that really people can rally a cause around. Um, and then longer, longer term, what I would love to do is I would love to do an inner city version of this. That is a nonprofit. Um, so a separate brand, but very much same classes, same, you know, same, uh, same high quality, same caliber, same, um, same everything, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's run as a nonprofit 
or at the very least, like a Schedule B Corp, like how you know Ben and Jerry's mm-hmm. is. You know, you're promoting a social good and investing a ton of whatever the profit is into the actual community. So if anybody's listening to this that can help Dane with his vision, <laughs> yeah. please reach out to him because yeah. you know it sounds like an amazing, an amazing vision and amazing goal to have. But you know, like don't don't minimize the good stuff that you're you're already doing. That you know, mean, like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's what we can do now and right. then. You know what we what we eventually want to do. So let's talk about the classes a little bit. Sure. Um, do you do you have to be like a? I mean, so like Kyle, what was your experience with that? Because this was Kyle's first time. Do you hold a lot of pencils? Yeah, well, you know. Are you doing a lot of pencil? Yeah, yeah. I got the pencil app. Super high guy. I'm a pencil pusher. That's okay. Tax day. I don't know. That's right. Just go. Yeah. Better get it in. Um, no, it was awesome. I, I um, thank you. I like that each um, part of the program was clearly explained. Like it wasn't like just getting thrown into a gym right. and saying, "All right, have fun." It was if you have questions, you know, here's how you do that, and it was really like the intimacy of it, like taking the time to realize that you're doing something right yeah over everything else no i had a blast to kick my butt so what level of fitness if somebody is <laughs> what level of fitness do you need to have to come check out a, a class here at that, work that's a loaded question um no i mean you you, you, you do need a basic I mean, level of fitness it honestly comes down to the individual. 22 laps in the pool no right. no we, it honestly comes down to the individual because we've got people i think that you that the general person walking down the street would say oh that person doesn't work out who work out here five days a week and crush it. And I think that that's awesome. So, I mean, I'll answer with, you know, right above your head, there's a little plaque and my favorite line, and if people ask me, you know, kind of what's the credo or, or what's the mantra, it's um, this line we wrote that is, you know, performance matters far less in this place than effort. Performance matters far less than effort. So I don't care if it looks sloppy, as long as it's safe. I don't care if you're lifting five pounds or 50. I don't care if you're running 10 miles an hour or walking one. Um, so anybody really, that's looking to make a change. Anybody that's looking to make a change. Now, that being said, some people just, you know, maybe a combination of an injury with maybe a lack of coordination on certain moves, whatever, they might not be comfortable. I had that instance recently. There's a gal. Um, she's uh, She's just not quite comfortable um, doing some of the moves and she feels a little lost and she she doesn't love the way she looks right now she's not she's not comfortable in more than one reason or for in more than one area i guess and so we had a discussion and it was simply look like if you would like your money back i would be happy to do that but she said no um this is literally just the beginning of my journey i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get a personal trainer i'm gonna do some one-on-one because i need a little bit more specialized attention and when I feel confident, I'm gonna come back. And so I'm gonna leave my sessions there because it's some it's a reward to myself. And and I love that attitude, man. I freaking love that. And so that's why for us, you know, we, we don't hit, you know, there's no requirement, there's no whatever. It really just does come down to the individual. And you modify the extra like I I mean, like I have a herniated disc in my back and you right. guys are always good and saying, Don't do that, do this kind exactly. of a thing. So if somebody wants to come in, get more information. Um, how do they find you on Facebook? How do they get a hold of you? Where's the gym? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're located in Irvine, just off of Jamboree, right between uh, Baronka and Alton. Uh, look us up. Uh, the, the street address is actually called Hale Avenue. It's it's in the Irvine Industrial Complex. Um, we uh, we are online on Facebook, work 
Irvine, so two words, Work Irvine, on Instagram, at Work Irvine. The gym name is actually Work, but we always get that, is this Work Irvine? And then the website is weworkforit.com, so I get a lot of, is this We Work For It? I go, I hope so, I hope we're working for it. Uh, but yeah, so weworkforit.com is the website. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so reach out to us that way, or you know myself Dane D A N E at the website, or Kara K A R A at the website. Um, we're always available. So yeah. awesome. Is there anything else that uh, Kyle you want to ask? No, you want to add? This has been fantastic. Thank you so much Thanks, for having Kyle. us. I think Kyle's going to go home and do put an ice bath and go home and cry. <laughs> you or something. If you take um, a nap, you deserve it. That's okay. You're um, right. Dane, anything else um, you want to cover? Uh, Anything well, we didn't ask? Well, I mean, the, the thing, right, that the purpose of this podcast, right, is about this idea of entrepreneurism, right? Absolutely. Right. right. Giving, giving, whether it's content or just giving advice or giving motivation or whatever. So I would say, you know, if anybody's listening to this that's actually in that space, no matter what it is, whether it's title or it's fitness or whatever it is, um, a couple pieces of advice I always give are number one, go for it. If you really truly think that it's the right move for you, do it. Um, do it with your whole heart, do it with all the energy and vigor and, and, and passion you can muster. Um, there are no wrong decisions in life. I really just don't believe that, you know, I get drugs, right? Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, you know, there's always time to go back, right? There's yeah. always time to go back to your job. There's always time to, to go back to school. There's always time to whatever. Like we have these social safety nets that we don't realize that we have. Um, and we don't realize how safe they are. And I'm not saying that to demean by no means, right? But simply for people who want to take the leap, I think that the leap is worth it even if you fail, or I would say especially if you fail, because you learn something about yourself that you were willing to. Um, that would be number one is go for it. Number two, it's going to be harder than you think. It's going to cost more than you think, and it's going to take more time than you think, 100%. And you'll hear that, and you'll hear other people say it, and you won't believe it, just like I didn't believe it, right? <laughs> no, no, I was gonna hit every number on my pro forma, right? And I was totally gonna meet those financial goals. No, I did not. So, um, so that would be it, right? It's, it's, all, it's, worse than, it's worse than you think it is, or that you think it's gonna be, but again, it ultimately becomes worth it in the end. Um, and then uh, I guess the last thing I would say is, it, and it sounds cliche and trite, but I mean, I read a lot and you could tell, you know, you could say, okay, I'm just, you know, they're, they're just filling pages, whatever. But I read a lot of entrepreneur books. I read a lot of, uh, I read biographies. I read books on marketing strategy and management, leadership and whatever. And the, you know, there are certain there are certain pieces of advice that you hear over and over and over. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a reason. So best, uh, best entrepreneurship book. Oh man. Um, best entrepreneurship book. Uh, oh God. Um, you can pick two. Yeah. And the one like that you're totally hyped about as of right now. Yeah. Well, it's not an entrepreneur book actually. It's the opposite. Okay. Well, you know what? So, so I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Uh, I really like, it just came out and I just read it is um, principles by Ray Dalio. Um, he's one of the most intelligent people of our time and age. He's one of the most important investors of our time and age. And what makes him so successful is not his mind, but his mindset. And so the idea of principles, he literally just Every single facet of his life is laid out so just meticulously and he checks up on absolutely every single thing meticulously and he rates everything and whatever. And, and you don't have to go to that degree to be successful. But again, he creates this roadmap that you cannot look at that and say, 
oh no, there's a better way, right? Like it's just like you just read it here, so your mind is blown at their level of success over at Bridgewater Capital. Um, and then the other one uh, that I personal outside of business too. No, yeah, but no, another one that I really like that's a fantastic business book. Um, it's available through Harvard Business Press, Harvard Business Review. So I don't think it got like wide release, but you can find it on Amazon, anything, right? right? Uh, but it's called Uncommon Service. It's this bright green book with a bunch of smiley faces over it. Um, and the idea is that in order to succeed really well, to really be um, differentiated in the marketplace, you need to fail at something. Um, and the failure, yeah, the failure is, is just the idea of like a, a strategic positioning, right? So Southwest is crushing airlines, right? Especially over the last decade when the industry has gone down. Why? Because they don't add all the frills. They don't have this, that, and the other, but they're really, really specialized from the way And they've that, stuck to their core principles and from back in the day. Like I grew up in Texas, so like I know oh, yeah. the so Southwest you know the story really good. I mean, like it, it's, and they haven't strayed. Yep. One type of plane. Pilots that know how to fly that plane, mechanics who know how to work on that plane, parts for that the plane, parts for that plane, everything. They have this beautiful economy of scale, and because of that, it's no frills, and because of that, they can't fly to certain destinations. And you gotta get it. So they fail in that, but because of that, they succeed. Brand, I mean, there's all kinds of stories about Southwest and like the Wright Amendment in Dallas, and basically. When DFW was built, they, the, the lawmakers passed this law that basically forbids Southwest Airlines from flying direct out of state from yeah. Love Field. Yeah. And it wasn't lobbyists. It wasn't, I mean, granted, they were all involved, but it was a group of passionate Southwest customers yeah. that got the right amendment revoked out of Love Field. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. And the, yeah. the other story I love about that, and, and I think you'll get a kick out of this, is, you know, if you've ever flown on Southwest, the flight attendants try to make us stuff funny. Like, yes. I mean, like, yeah, I get it. It's a seatbelt, you know, right. like it's important, but it's a seatbelt. Right. And the story goes, um, this lady wrote this scathing letter to Herb back in the day okay. um, when he was still running the airline. Yep. And, it, you know, this isn't funny. You shouldn't be joking about this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I think every business owner has that moment where they can determine, are they going to stay true to their core principles? Or are they going to you know, BPC, frankly. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so, and you know, he, the story goes that this lady wrote him the scathing letter and he used to hand write letters. I mean, I remember my mother got a return yeah. letter from him. Yeah. Um, it was a positive one. She wasn't right. the one that wrote the letter, <laughs> right. but um, yeah, but it was, uh, it was, she wrote him a letter thanking him her for helping, you know, like, uh, but his, he, he had a one line response is probably a good place to end this. His response to this lady was you'll be missed. Love that. And, you know, I think, I think that's what we all try to strive for our brand is, you know, like acknowledge what we do and it might not fit for everybody, but you know, it, and if it doesn't, we're not going to change right. our core principles. Right. Well, that's, that's the key. And that made me think of another book is uh, one, it's called built to last really, really good book oh, yeah. uh, to um, uh, Jim Collins. And I forget the other guy. I'm so sorry, other guy. Um, but they, uh, they unpacked literally over a decade these companies that have been around and they have to have like certain parameters. Like they have to be like literally 50 year old company. They had to have gone through certain market conditions, blah, blah, blah. And they do take them across sectors. And so they basically just dilute down what are the defining characteristics of these businesses in different sectors that have done different things. And what is it that made them successful? And here are the things that unite them. So these principles you can kind of bank on. So built to last is great. And that makes me think of another one just really quickly. Um, is uh, is called Power of Moments, and we just actually read this internally. So we, we do like a book every few weeks with our with our team. And the Power of Moments, it's it's you can apply it to business. 
Um, and that's why they wrote it. But Phil and Dan Heath, their brothers, they've written a couple other bestsellers. But it's just this idea that if you can create defining moments in people's lives and it's like moments of elevation, moments of insight, moments of connectedness and moments of, uh, I forget their name, um, but if you can create these moments, that's what's going to set you apart. And it means in your marriage, it's in your personal life, it's at school, it's definitely at your job, etc. And I think it's, it's a really important read for a lot of people from the standpoint of um, we're going into an age where people are, they're closer, we have more access than we ever have, but I think that everybody would agree that we almost feel more disconnected maybe than ever. Than ever. And so it's a really cool book from that standpoint. If, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or just a manager, where you just like, you think that people are going to be in your future, you can get some value out of this book. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Dane, thank, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. We've been talking to Dane Miklas with uh, Work, yes, uh, WeWorkForIt.com. Yeah, come down and get your butt kicked. Yeah. No, 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 your butt loved. Come Wait. get your butt loved. Come butt get that love. sexy butt. You've been listening to the State <laughs> of the Grind. Thank you, everybody. Uh, hopefully, Dane will have you back on soon, man. That was awesome. Thank you for listening. To stay in the grind with us, please subscribe. Keep grinding.